All right. Hey, it's another episode of the House of Pride show coming at you live from San Francisco, California, with your host, Tweaky Turner, here in the studio. Folks, what a show we have for you today. We are going to be interviewing the funky soul and R&B singer Jessica Williams. She's in L.A. She's going to be calling in to talk to us about her new release and her release party this weekend. And for those of you who already know this and those for you who do not, Jessica Williams was part of this amazing disco funk band called Arpeggio, and they had a monster hit back in the day called Love and Desire. Uh, she also is uh, featured in the fabulous LGBTQ movie Trick, and she sings a great song from there. I'm going to start the show off with that. It's her rendition of I'm Every Woman. Folks, here she is, Jessica Williams.
Oh, yes, indeed. She is woman. That's Jessica Williams from the soundtrack of Trick, turning it out with that Helen Reddy classic. I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate to that song. Uh, Folks, it's going to be an exciting show. To warm things up, uh, we have from L.A. a producer, a famous guy in his own right uh, with the repertoire of hits and working with many incredible uh, artists uh, for years, the one and only Mr. Rick Giannatis. Uh, can you hear me? Hi. Hey. How I are you? I forgot about that song from Trick. I, w- I remember that, and I w- remember watching the movie, and Jessica told me she sang it, and I thought, oh, okay. Oh, I totally forgot till you put it on. That was really fun. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Great rendition. It doesn't surprise me one bit that you and Jessica are buddies because you have worked for many years with uh, great talent in the genre of uh, R&B, funk, and disco. Tell us how you guys are connected. Well, it was a long time ago. I lived in New York, and Jessica was doing backgrounds for Lainey Kazan, and Carla and I went to the Rainbow Room Mm -hmm. and saw the show. And we, you know, she saw us in the audience, and afterwards she just uh, came over and we talked. That was long before I was doing anything but DJing. And, but we just connected, and then later on we reconnected in L.A. And uh, we just uh, really clicked, and we started working on stuff. And uh, I originally released... Um, a track on her in England that never <clears throat> got a wide distribution, but it was, uh, it's going to be on her album, Refreshed. Um, and uh, that was the first thing. And then we did. Mm-hmm. Are you there, Rick? I think we got disconnected. Uh, so we're going to go to a song. Uh, what I'd like to do is play, we didn't get into it with Rick yet, but I was about to ask him if uh, what his uh, relationship with Jessica and the group Arpeggio uh, is. Uh, so while I'm getting him back on the line, let's play some of uh, Arpeggio's biggest hit, Love and Desire, one of my favorite disc songs of all times. Folks, if you don't remember this one, you will if you hear it. Here it is, Love and Desire. Rick, are you back? I'm back. <laughs> I don't know I don't what know happened. Where I uh, was, but I went into the ether. <laughs> well, welcome so back to the, the House of Pride show. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, so we were just sampling a little bit of Arpeggio's "Love and Desire," which uh, Jessica Williams was a lead singer. Tell us, if any, your relationship with that group. Uh, did you know them and Jessica back then? That was 1978. Yeah, I I knew them and. Uh, 
her producer at the time, Simone, uh, kind of worked down the street at another studio. I was at Larrabee Sound. He was at another studio. And we kind of were in separate worlds, but aware of each other, because he also did produce Patty Brooks. And, oh, yes, uh, Patty Brooks. After Doc from uh, Casablanca, yeah. that was from, uh, thank God it's Friday? Soundtrack. Yep. That was a huge hit. Huge hit. So and was God. Love and Desire. I have to say, what was your... One of my favorite disco songs of all times, that arpeggio sound. I, I remember being, I was, I mean, I was young. I think I was like 12, maybe even 11. <laughs> and and that's, that sound just blew me away. I mean, I've never, I hadn't heard anything like it uh, before. And, and to my, in my, I just believe that that song was the epitome of that whole uh, synthesized thing, you know, like the I Feel Love groove. And, but that one was so in your face at the time. Um, do you remember being impressed by, by it or was that something you were already working with? Tell me, I, tell me about your history with this. Well, it was lots of energy, which I liked. And of course, um, I was also doing a lot of work with Ian Levine from the UK. And he was doing not the same sound, but he was doing his high energy, you know. And uh, so I appreciated it. Uh, I just uh, I was more impressed with the artist. Oh, the the, the vocal. Yeah, yeah. I was just in love with the voices and the talent. That was the melody of the um, the composition. The uh, was really beautiful too. It was very melodic, oh, yeah. melodic disco song. I love it. Um, who wrote who Definitely. wrote that song? Do you know by any chance? Pardon me. Do you know who the author of that song is? Love and Desire. Of Love and Desire. Yeah. Did Simon I write it? it was Simone. Simone. Simone wrote it. Yeah. Not Simon. Uh, how do you say his last name? Suzanne. You give him a shout out, Simone. I mean, he might have not been the sole writer. Yeah. But any in any case, you were right down the road. You get you guys were both working on some amazing jams. Uh, yeah. What a what a a year! What a time to be, you know, in the mix. Oh, definitely. And Larrabee Sound was one of these studios back in those days. I mean, I worked with Shalimar in there. I worked with uh, everybody. Edwin Starr. Charo. <laughs> <laughs> we just had and, Charo uh, on the on the show a couple a of weeks back. Place. Yeah. What song did you do with Charo? I wonder if I played it when we interviewed her. <laughs> oh, it was Stay With Me. Oh no, I missed that one, but I'm gonna listen to it now. Stay with me. Okay. I we played Gucci Gucci and um Oh yeah. yeah. That was stuff from her first album and then she did an album produced by Tom Moulton. The, you know, with Philly arrangement, and she wanted to do a 12-inch of it, and uh, she hired me to, co to come in, and she added all sorts of percussion, and then we mixed it, and it was a 12-inch. Stay with me. Stay with me, yes. And then yeah. you you just mentioned you worked with that amazing group Shalimar. Uh, now that what yeah, period was that? Around. Second time around, one of the, if not uh, one of their biggest hits of all time. Yes, and one that I turned around from, you know, 
remixing it and they re-released the single and then added my mix to the album and it flew up the charts so that was all on me i'm very proud of that let's have I a cannot, let's have a listen for the folks. days of 25 yeah. mixes and well which one really got it on the charts my mix did you know and i'm very proud of that i have a mix here on my repertoire that's seven minutes and 14 seconds i won't i'm so would it be fair to say that your influences are in this mix? Of what? Of the second time around. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay, well, let's have a listen. Uh, just to reiterate, folks listening to us, uh, I want my younger family to check out this song by Shalimar. But the highlight of the interview is with Jessica Williams. We are just uh, waiting for a few more minutes before we get her live. And we're going to talk all about her new release and her release party this weekend, which, of course, you're going to be there. Is that right? Yeah, of course. Yes. <laughs> you better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let's uh, let's harken down memory lane uh, with your work with the group, uh, the famous group Shalimar, and one of their biggest hits, if not their biggest hits, the second time around. Check it out, folks. Yes, yes, that was the jam back in the day. Uh, great job, Rick. Are you still with us? Oops, Rick is out of the picture. Folks, let's listen to Jessica Williams' new release in, entitled 24 Hours a Day, and then we're going to get her uh, for an interview on the phone right here on House Pride Radio. Check it out.
Yes, yes, folks, we're listening to Jessica Williams' new one, 24 hours a day. That is the jam, and we have live on the phone with us here on House of Pride Radio, Jessica Williams. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Yay! It's so nice Yay! to talk to you. Oh, my God, your enthusiasm. <laughs> Great jam. Now, I know that's a remake. Tell me how this, your version is, has come uh, to fruitation. Oh, through Rick Giannatis, who is a super, super genius. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he's awesome. He's doing that, and we're finishing up a, a, a CD, you know, that's going to be called Tell Mama, but, you know, we're working it out, Rick and I. We just spoke to Rick before I called you. Uh, his phone dropped, though. We're going to call him back. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you better put him back on so he can correct me when I'm wrong. <laughs> Are you guys... You know, that's what he does. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, li- you both studio. live in... Uh, Are you neighbors by any chance? <laughs> um, we are neighbors, but I'm a further... I, I don't know if it's east or north or whatever. I'm not in, uh, uh, like... L.A., but I'm in Los Angeles County. Yeah, I am. Close enough to drive and, and, and make all these uh, recording sessions, yes. That is fabulous. So how long has it been since you've dropped a, a new recording? Oh, wow. It's, it's been a while. It's been some years, you know. What what have you been doing? I can't uh, remember when, you know. But that, no, that's it's okay. Been a couple of years, you know, <laughs> years. And, and more. I, 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 you know what? I'll say about nine, about nine, ten years, something like that, because I had other singles out uh, before this, you know, with uh, another record company, uh, uh, Paradox Records, which uh, I had out on another label. Mm-hmm. And what what years? What are we talking? Was this the early two thousands? Yeah, I'll say uh, the nineties. Yeah, up to two thousand and one. Yeah, two thousand and one. I did a, a single, and at that time on Paradise Records. That sounds exciting. Did you get to tour a bit and, and perform on stage? Yeah, you know, I never stopped performing. I just didn't have a current single out, but you know, Queen of Fools will will keep me Queen of Fools forever. <laughs> but now that we have 24 hours a day, if we are make, make another step, just another step past Queen of Fools, but I will always sing Queen of Fools because that's my title. That the is Queen of Fools. Yes. Um, we're going to play that, folks, uh, 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 to get everyone in the mood even more. Um, what year did Queen of Fools uh, chart? Uh, 79. 79. It was in 79, yeah. So I it, had Queen of Fools. Yeah. They called me the Queen of Fools. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm going to be the Queen of Fools forever, but 24 hours, I will be 24 hours a day. You'll be Queen of Fools 24-7, 24, 24 hours yeah. a day <laughs> for you, all, everyone out there. <laughs> um, but, uh, hey, I want to... Just, I'm gonna play you something, and then you tell me your your memories and feelings about this. I sure will. All right, here it goes. You know that was that was around the same time as as Queen of Fools. I did. Um, let's see, uh, one, two, three, four LPs with Arpeggio. 
And yeah. then they decide, well, she's followed the records. It's like, she's on all, a lot of records. Why don't we just do a solo album with her? Was it the and same that's uh, recording? How I the, the yeah. Queen of Fools, yeah. That's awesome. They loved you. Um, yeah, well, I, I had fun doing it. I was just a, a studio singer at, at that time. You know, as, before then, I was signed at Motown and put some um, some things in the can. <laughs> Me and another girl recorded some things up, up at Motown. Who, my producer was Hal Davis, who had the Jackson 5 and... And he did a love hangover, and he did don't leave me this way. That's how I got to be on those albums. And and Mike and Brenda Sutton did uh, Smokey Robbins, D- Robertson deepened my soul with that. The album with just his eyes on it, and I was on Forever Michael's album too. Uh, that's amazing. Um, you know, and, and Dancing and, Machine. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, Dancing Machine. Now you've, I mean, geez, you've just hi- you I know. Mean, <laughs> You, you just highlighted three songs that are just classics and will be around forever. Oh I mean, my God, yeah. yeah. I, I got to work with all these uh, artists, you know, at Motown. You know, at, I didn't stop once we was not released. One of the one of the girls got pregnant, and there you know, there you go. Mm-hmm. But I stayed up there doing studio work because my producer was one of the main producers at Motown so I got to record with the other um, artists that was up there at Motown so how did and it that's how I learned how to really how to the mic technique and how to sing properly and you know when instead of screaming and yelling you didn't have to do that like I do when I'm singing live <laughs> I, I wanna... that was fun I learned a lot from Motown yeah um I mean, let's take Love Hangover. I've always admired uh, the backing on that song, now knowing that, oh. you, that you were involved with it. How how did that work in the studio? Did they bring in the... Uh, did you sing next to Diana Ross? Or was it like post-production kind of stuff? <laughs> you know, the story was when we all was in the studio, they used to... Motown, the producer that I worked with, Hal Davis, had a drink called Motown Slush which was uh, a little of everything that was left in the bottles was added to a Mai Tai mix, and we would drink that. And I think Diana had a couple of those, and that's why she sounded the way she did on her out on, on Love Hangover. It was a hangover. <laughs> we had fun. When you do sessions at Motown, it was always like a party and because it was at 12 and 1 o'clock at night. Yeah. So they would, you know, they would have some have cocktails. Sometimes I would pour mine out because I couldn't sing and, and drinking at the same time. So, and that still works for me today. I can't have cocktails uh, and, and perform. I, I like to be at myself, know what I'm doing, you know. How did you uh, go from the Motown to the Arpeggio group? How did you meet those guys? From uh, working in the studio, oh. uh, doing background sessions. And uh, the the producer asked me, could I sing lead? I said, yeah. So that's that's how that came. Did they in, did they instruct you or direct you to sing in that higher register that's very dominant? On? Oh yeah, they, I mean, what they do, they do a lot of that VSO. Mm-hmm. That's called speeding the tracks up and stuff like that. Ah. Cause, yeah, yeah. they can still do that now. I was surprised to hear such a more a, a soulful you on 
your other recordings. Uh, I, I was just a kid when Love and the Desire came out, but I have to tell yeah. you, I heard the first time I heard it, I was in Miami on vacation with my <laughs> folks, and it blew me away. Just the, wow. I was telling, just the the synth sounds right because it was a new, it was a new groove uh, for me, anyways. Yeah, with the, that syndromes and things like that. But yeah. you know what? I'm lucky that I can sing in any key. That key was already recorded, the one that Rick had. Mm-hmm. So he asked me in the studio when we was recording, and he said, is that key too low for you? I said, well, let me try, let me just try something different. It's, you know, I like that key. And then my husband was like, well, I like that low sound. So, you know, and, and that range that registered that I sing in, I can, like I said, I can sing in any key. I'm a church girl, so. All right. They would give you songs to sing in the choir, and you would have to sing in the original key. And I was a soprano, so I had to sing in the original key that the song was recorded. But now, you know, they can change, they can change the keys that you sing in. But I wanted to try something different, and Rick had already recorded it in that key, so that's why I'm singing in that register. And, and we're I talking about, it. ladies and gentlemen, uh, 24 hours a day, the, the new song. <laughs> right, I'm the new sorry, song. 24 hours a day, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, so he kept it. He asked me if, uh, is that key comfortable for me, you know, and... I said, yeah, it's okay. Let me let me try it. You, um, I'm asking him, do you like it? Do you like the weird sound in that key? And yeah. you know, and with Rick, he'll tell you, no, it's no, I don't like that. And and I'm watching his face through the window and seeing if he's uh, enjoying it and and grooving with it. And once I see he's doing that, then I'll I'll just do my thing. I think uh, was it recorded? You recorded it in B minor. If I think. You know, I didn't even ask him what key was that. <laughs> you just knew. It might be. Yeah. yeah, I think so. <laughs> We're going to play this song again. Yeah, we, yeah. yeah, I thought it was lower than that, but yeah. It's a great, it's a great groove. Uh, you guys, the, your rendition is is popping. Um, I know there's a couple different mixes for folks, and it's already available on iTunes and major uh, digital stores. Yeah, Ray Chavez did a mix on it, and he. Right before he passed away. Are you serious? Oh my goodness! Wow. Yeah, he passed away, and and uh, thank God they finished up. Not thank God that they finished up the project before he passed away, but they did, and so he left. He left me with that. Oh my goodness! And, yeah. Wow, that's special. That makes it even more. I know. Oh. I know. I know. It's it's a sad thing, but you know. He he was a great a DJ, and they could do. I mean, his partner could throw some mixes out, and that you go, wow, amazing. I mean, a lot of the things that they do is just awesome. Well, I'm so excited for you in this new project. Um, and in fact, you are inviting folks to come out this weekend to uh, to your release party and yeah, uh, the CD meet release great. party is. This Saturday in the, at All Cans Harry's, that's in Studio City on Ventura Boulevard. And yeah, a lot of my guests, a lot of the uh, uh, actresses and, and singers are, are coming out. And we're going to do uh, uh, some CDs going to be available. And then some photos will be a- available. And I'm going to uh, perform uh, All for right. 24 hours and, of course, tw- Queen of Fools. Yes. <laughs> so I'll do a couple of songs with, you know, some special DJs will be there and 
and uh, and and producers and you know record companies and of course Rick and and Carla would be there and and we're gonna have some. F- you know, I would say the uh, the talent who's going to be there, but I don't want to just blab their names out over the radios. That, like well, that. it'll be a surprise. No, no. Folks, you yeah, have... Yeah, that's a surprise. <laughs> I want people to come and, you know, I don't want them to, uh, you know what I'm saying. I don't want to just use that, uh, the talent for them to show up and, yeah. and, and something happens and... There's always just Jessica, but I can hold my own, trust me. <laughs> I would totally be there if I didn't already have a DJ gig here in San Francisco, but I'll be there in spirit, House of Pride Radio. Oh, uh, that's great. <laughs> you be, uh, so you, you, you're gigging in San Francisco, huh? Yes, on the Hornblower Cruises. I, I'm a resident DJ there, and then I do this oh, show. Oh, that's great. Yes. But you gotta, you got to come down and, and see some of our shows here, or I'll be up and hopefully... Uh, if that this year, uh, first part of next year, I can come up and perform it. That would be fun. Hours there. I tell you what, whoever gets there first, so your next show, I'll, I'll probably Rick will probably tag me. And I'll make sure to keep that date open and uh, come on down. But folks listening to us now. Uh, if you're looking for something to do this weekend, this is the uh, meet and greet that you've been waiting for. It's the one and only yes. Miss Jessica Williams. She will be. Yes, come out yeah. and see us. But, and come and see me and let's have mm-hmm. some fun, 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 fun. <laughs> yes, it'll be fun. Uh, what time again does that? Should folks get there? Well, the doors open at 8. I go around on around uh, 11, uh, 10. You know, we get all the people there. We all. Start having fun, and then I get up and do a couple of songs, and and then we'll do photos and uh, pictures and CDs be available, and we'll meet and greet and you know do what you're supposed to do. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Um, I would love to uh, have you uh, as a guest uh, anytime you want. You come on back here to House Pride Radio. And oh, great! Yeah, thank you. Um, and in the meantime, let's play uh, Queen of Fools, and then we'll close it out with your new song, 24 Hours a Day. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you for having me on. And I, I hope to see all my fans soon. See you Saturday. Oh, Jessica, by the way, for your fans, where if they don't already know, where can they go to follow you? Well, I'm on Facebook. They yes. They see me on Facebook and stuff like that. You know, I'm not really a which I need to be on the internet and, 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 and all of that uh, good stuff that people are doing right now that well, people can find them all the time. But you can find me on Facebook. and, and uh, Yes, that's right. Twice, actually. Once, uh, Jessica Williams. And also, um, you have, which was smart, you have your page, uh, uh, Jessica Williams Release Party. Right. And then, you, folks listening, if you want to find out all the details, just go to Facebook, uh, Jessica Williams Release Party, uh, and you'll see everything there. And the song is called 24 Hours a Day. It is already available on iTunes and uh, digital stores. So go and check it out even more. But we're going to play it here as well. Uh, once again, it's the legend herself, Miss Jessica Williams. Thank you for your time, and uh, we'll, you take care. We'll talk to you again in the future. Thank you very much for having me on. God bless you. Oh, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Here's her classic, Yay! Queen of Fools. <laughs> yes, <laughs> ma'am. So I'm the Queen of Fools forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
All right, all right. That was Jessica Williams. Uh, once again, folks, go catch her live, live performance this uh, Saturday in L.A. Uh, at her release party. Uh, she's on Facebook. We had such a great time talking to her. And Rick, thank you so much. Another episode of House of Pride Radio has concluded with your host, Tweak Turner. You guys Tune in next week when we'll have some local luminaries in the studio with us once again. Thank you for joining us tonight, and everyone take care. Bye-bye.
slowly into the studio, and that would be the undisputable <laughs> Brian Kent. Hey, Brian. Hey. <laughs> hey, hey. Brian, can you help me with the Martha Wash interview before we get into your new release? Oh, my God. Perfect. Folks, to warm things up as we're playing songs that Martha has sang lead on, let's do actually in the 90s when she actually earned that crown of uh, Queen of Clubland. She was uh, making hits with all of the producers. Brian, you know all about that. Yes, I do. I do. Uh, and I know all about Martha, so I can't wait to talk to her. Let's uh, have an example of that success with a Tony Moran production. I'm not coming down. It was a number one, folks. Check it out. We'll be right back with the one and only Martha Wash. Right, you're listening to I'm Not Coming Down. That's the number one smash from years gone past with Martha Washington. It's a Tony Moran production. And folks, live on our show, it is the one and only Martha Wash. Can you hear us? 
Yes, I can. How you doing? Oh, it's so great to have you back on, Martha. How are you doing? Good, good. Go. <laughs> Fabulous. I want to go quickly around uh, the control room. We have uh, you, some of your fans here, some people you actually know, the one and only Brian Kent. Hi, Martha. It's Brian Kent. Oh. How are you? Hey, darling. How you doing? I'm doing good. I miss you. Good. Good to hear from you. You sound better. The last time I talked to you, you, weren't, you were a little under the weather. You sound amazing. Oh, well, thank you. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then we also have um, a local luminary here from San Francisco, a performance artist by the name of Vanilla Meringue. Hi there, Martha. How well, are you? Well, hello there. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm a big fan. I've performed several of your songs. I appreciate that. Well, we Definitely. appreciate you. Which one did you perform, Vanilla? Uh, we've done It's Raining Men, and of course, Everybody Sweat. Everyone's yeah. going to make you sweat. Make you sweat, yes. Yeah. Everybody dance now. I don't even know the name of that song. I just know that you sang lead on it. And you didn't get credit, but you've everybody's worked things out now. Now we have new legislation in the U.S. and worldwide. Thanks to Martha Wash. Thank you, Martha. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get right into into it, Martha. We're super excited. You have a new uh, single that's shooting up the club charts. Uh, it's not just you. It's some of your friends. Can you tell us about this project? Yes, it's it's uh, the group is First Ladies of Disco, and it is myself along with Linda Clifford and Norma Jean Wright, formerly of Chic, mm-hmm. and we have a new single out called uh, Don't Stop Me Now, and it like you said, it is shooting up the charts, and we're very very happy about that, uh, and we want everybody to download it and listen to it and groove to it and all that stuff. It's a mm-hmm. great song. Absolutely. It's available at all major distribution sites um, on iTunes, etc. Um, I downloaded the John LePage and played it uh, on, as a warm-up song before we uh, called you. Uh, that's a great remix. Uh, um, cool. Yeah, John and uh, Moto Blanco did a remix. And... Um, there's so many it's hard to remember every single one uh i i can help you out i'm going to itunes now we can sample we've got uh dj scotty's on there oh yeah that's it that's it dj scotty yeah i knew i was forgetting somebody yeah they're all great mixes and 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 you know if you don't care for one i'm sure you'll care for another one you know they're they're different uh Totally different mixes and uh, just fun. How did you come up with the idea to uh, formulate First Ladies of Disco? How did it all come to be? Actually, it came about with a book called First Ladies of Disco. It was written by uh, author James Arena. And he, that was his first book. He's since written five more books about... uh, the dance music world. Uh, uh, First Ladies of Disco was his first one. Then he went on to write another book about the 80s, 90s, 2000s, and beyond. So funny enough, I was just with him today uh, doing an interview. And um, it's 32 women who were around during the disco era, and they get to tell their stories in their own words about how what was going on with them 
back in the disco days and what they are doing now. And it's really a great book. Um, not just a book, book to read, but it's also memorabilia. Mm -hmm. Because uh, when, I, when I was looking through the book, there were artists that I had totally forgotten about. Totally forgotten about. And I said, oh my <laughs> God, I do, re I do remember her. And I remember some of the songs that they did, you know. So mm -hmm. it really does kind of take you back in time and helps you remember who put out what particular song during that time, you know. So it's, it's really a great read, but also great memorabilia. That's right, folks. Go get your copy of uh, First Ladies of Disco. That's a James Arena uh, book. Uh, he, he sent me a message on Facebook. Uh, he asked me, I said that I can quote it uh, about you. He wanted to let you know that you are one of the most generous artists he's ever come across, uh, and uh, he honors you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, James. <laughs> he's, 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 so, he's, he's crazy. Yeah, we kind of dragged him. We kind of dragged him into this whole situation uh, because I think he didn't have a clue that uh, my manager, James Washington, bought up the idea to take some of the ladies from the book and create First Ladies of Disco. So um, him and I uh, partnered together to make this a reality. And so, so far we've had Evelyn Champagne King, we've had um, uh, Anita Ward, and now we have um, Norma Jean Wright. So we kind of ship women around and, and have them come in and, and, and do their hits and things like that. And then we come together and sing our, uh, our singles. That's, and the audience mm -hmm. really just love them. Do you have, a, a, um, I'm sure we all want to know if you have any summer gigs coming up that we should know about. Well, I'll be, I'll be in Norwalk, Connecticut this weekend. All right. Um, uh, doing uh, uh, Norwalk Pride. And then the following weekend I'll be in, uh, or two weeks from then I'll be in the first ladies of disco will be in Kentucky, in Louisville, Kentucky, doing uh, mm -hmm. Kentucky's Pride. And then I'll be doing St. Louis Pride on the last Sunday of the month. So <laughs> things are sprouting up and the work is uh, the work is coming in. So yeah. Yeah, it's always fun. That's awesome. Um now we're just gonna we're gonna ask I wanna ask my guest uh this is your chance. Questions. I know you. I know Brian's interviewed you recently. Sorry. Well, Mar Martha and I go way back. <laughs> we we yeah. performed together at at the, at the same gig, and, and we've been friends for a long time. And um, I just right. always love hearing from her. That's fabulous. I didn't know that. Oh yes, we we did yeah. Orlando okay. Pride together, and a few other Martha, right? Uh, exactly. Sometimes you know. Sometimes you never know. Who's on the Who's on the show with you until you get there? Uh, right, right. <laughs> you know, and then you say, "Oh, okay. Hey, baby, how you doing?" You know that kind of uh, right, thing. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. We. I was wondering, are you going to be around during uh, World Pride this year? Are you going to be in New York, or is that the same time as Kentucky? I think, right. Well, this thing just look. It started. What is today? The 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 fifth. Uh huh. The fifth. It started. It started last Sunday. So it's going to be going on the whole month. Well, that sounds exciting. Yeah. I'm 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 going to be in yeah, New York for World Pride, so I would I mean I I was like I hope you're there because I'd love to see you. I know you're back east. Yeah, um, it, it's stuff going on every day. 
every night mm-hmm. in a whole lot of different places and outside of even New York City. You know, <laughs> there's some things going on in Long Island. I'm sure there's stuff going on in, in, in Queens, Brooklyn. You know, it's just that big. Yeah, it's and they're, it's you know, huge. They're like they're expecting five million people. That's insane. Well, I'm throwing I'm throwing uh, four events over the weekend, producing four events over the weekend as well. So I'm I'm wow. hoping that those five million people check in and come to my events. <laughs> Why don't you guys collaborate on a project together? I know. So I'm like, I need to call Martha and see what she's doing this weekend because I might I might have to talk about a a, a a song or a gig or something. I think the fire marshals are going to be there putting the rest of those people out. <laughs> 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 well, it is, it is Pride Month, ladies and gentlemen, as we all know. Um, and uh, um, I w- I've always been curious to ask you this question, Martha. Why do you think the LGBT community rallies around you so much and loves you so much? Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. No, seriously, I don't know. I don't question it. But I can only guess that it goes all the way back to uh, Sylvester and, and, and being with him and starting out with him, uh, my career. Mm-hmm. And it's just evolved, uh, developed over the years. Um, and you sang so many gay anthems. I mean, things that were really resonated in the community as well. So I think, you know, you, you stayed relevant and have for your entire career uh, in the scene. So I think that's, that's really something to be said. Yeah, honey, I've been hanging on for a long time. <laughs> well, you're doing it for well. <laughs> are there a lot of uh, first ladies of disco now knocking on your door after you because you uh, you know have had um, two top um, well had a top ten with the first uh, release and now this new single "Don't Stop Me Now" shooting up the the club chart on Billboard. Well, not necessarily. We kind of I want to say invite ladies to come on board, you know, depending on their schedules, because that's, that's another thing. You know, while we do come together to do shows and things, we've all still have our individual schedules going on and, and, and work, you know. Yeah. So we try to get together as much as possible. Again, we'll be in Kentucky uh, premiering the song for, for uh, Louisville's Pride. And we did some. We did a Christmas show over the holiday last year, so that was really, really nice. And it's it's been slowly evolving and and getting better. Um, it would be nice if we could get more women to uh, to come on board. It's just making trying to make things happen, and it's not it's not cheap. <laughs> You know, especially no, doing a live show. No, and to have three you individuals know. come together with everyone's busy schedule is quite an accomplishment. Uh, that's the thing. Yes, yeah, that's the thing. But we we make it work because we have fun, and everybody enjoys doing this because it's different. You know, even though we do sing our hits uh, that the people know, we do other kinds of music and we do tributes and this and that and the other. So it's just an all-around fun, good time. That's 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 the point. You know, everybody they can get nostalgic for a minute and then go off into something else and still have a great time. You know. Yeah. Um, 
I have a question for you. Uh, how do you satisfy folks, the audience, uh, when it comes to um, the hits you had as the, the main voice on those black box and CCing the Music Factory hits? Do you, are you allowed to sing them, or is there a way around it? Oh, yeah. Oh, great. Oh, no, I sing them. Oh, right. I love that. You, you, <laughs> I sing them. All yeah, right, I, no, you I you own those songs. <laughs> those songs that when I'm I, not gonna say I own them, but I still sing them. <laughs> when I was and a kid, nobody has, and nobody yeah. has told me that I couldn't. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I mean, those songs moved me in my youth. I was like, oh my god, that voice, right? Well, I, that's how I learned that she had uh, sang on those tracks is actually seeing you perform them live uh, many years ago. And I was like, oh, my God, wait a minute. <laughs> and I put two and two together. But it took I me a minute. I know that song. And I know that singer. And I know I that know voice. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. exactly. It's funny because uh, with the songs that people know that I do, and mostly the dance stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. The last album, the Something Good album, was different. It right. was pop and rock and, you know, and it, and it did get uh, uh, good reviews on it. Now, I'm, I've been in the studio working on some new music, and this is, this is going to make your head snap because it's totally, 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 totally different. I love it. I can't you wait. Know, it's, it's, more, it's more kind of a... R&B, blues, mm. kind of psychedelic type music. Oh, so I like that. Think of, the, think of the 60s. I, yes. All right. I love the 60s. <laughs> I love the 60s. I love all that psychedelic <laughs> head music, trippy music, and the, and the soulful. I love Motown, for example. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, of course. I of course, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, you're you're so talented. It's going to be totally different again. <laughs> well, I like to keep mm -hmm. folks guessing. Well, you have such range. Uh, you know, um, Billboard ranked you number 58 uh, of all-time dance artists. Congratulations. Uh, and, and, uh, oh. and going up, obviously. Oh. <laughs> I think you've earned like 10 more notches <laughs> after this hit. Hey, that works for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you for joining us. I know this is, a, 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 you know, as planned, a, a shorter uh, interview than the last time you were on the House of Pride. But don't be a stranger, Martha. We would love you back anytime you'd like to uh, talk about any new projects you, you have coming out. Cool. I appreciate that. And I thank all the fans, too. Just hold on to you. Hold on to your pearls because the, the music is coming hopefully in the next three months. Awesome. So be on the lookout. Awesome. Thank you. Can we get a nice round of applause? Yay. For Martha Wash. Good We're to talk go to you, out. Martha. We're going to go out with more. Don't, uh, another remix, <laughs> Don't Stop Me Now, the new single from First Ladies of Disco. Why don't we check out um, the uh, Moto Blanca remix? Thanks, Martha. Bye, Martha. All right, baby. You take care. Bye. Bye, guys.
Don't Stop Me Now. What do you guys think of that song? I love it. Pretty catchy. Yeah, it's it great. Is catchy. It's really great. Oh, I wanted to ask her who wrote it, damn it. Next time. Next time. But uh, folks, it's number 23 on Billboard Club. It just jumped n- nine big notches. Um, I'm so happy to see the ladies still working. You know, it's uh, leaving their legacy behind. They have such a track record of uh, success. And, you know, when we were kids, I loved that disco music. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You, your career, Brian. Me. <laughs> you've been in the business some time. I have. You're a singer, performer. You're also a producer, club owner. I was a club owner. Was a club yeah, owner. Yeah. So, I mean, you're deep in that mix. It's I'm very deep in the mix. <laughs> I've, I've seen it from all different angles. You know the business. Sometimes not as pretty as other angles, but uh, yeah, I definitely, I've definitely been around. It's been, a really, uh, it's been a really great ride, actually. And I've met some really incredible people like Martha and Christine W and Jeannie Tracy and, you know, just legends that I looked up to. Crystal Waters, people that I looked I up to it. for years and I ended up being able to work with. So it was just uh, super exciting. Super, super exciting. And I'm excited to have you back. Uh, you're a regular guest here at House of Pride Radio because uh, you're back today with your own release. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> so excited about this. It's been I, a couple of years and a lot of my fans have been um, gnawing at me to get something done. And uh, I, I was able to work on this project with... DJ Grine, um, Stephen Massey, and Toy Armada, who are both super, super talented. And uh, I was doing a gig on Atlantis, and uh, we, we started chatting, and he, they presented this track to me, and I just got so excited. It's um, it's written by um, some of the gentlemen that were in uh, Snow Patrol, the group from the 90s. And the song is called Just Say Yes. It's, it's an amazing song. It has actually a very interesting history, which I won't get into a lot of it right now. But um, being able to cover it and make it kind of my own has been uh, super, super exciting. So I'm definitely looking forward to this uh, kind of summer, summer release. Summer, you know, it is the 50th anniversary of Stonewall this summer. I know. Uh, so I'll it's be a big there. deal. You know, it, uh, uh, it all come, makes sense to me now. So we're looking for music that really, you know, is about celebrating and uplifting and uh, giving us, you know, insight and hope for the future and so on and so on. Or it just has a good beat. <laughs> or it just has a good beat. Or it has both, which is the, probably it has the, the every. So let's, let's have a listen. Okay. And uh, it's not quite out yet, but it's coming out soon. Yeah, it drops on June 21st, uh, on Friday, June 21st. Um, it was, like, was released this morning um, on a podcast of DJ Grind and Toy Armadas for their Just Say Yes tour. They did a little podcast promo. So it's on, it's the very first song opens up the um, podcast. So you can hear the whole track, but it'll be available on June 21st. First. Oh, great. So House of Pride gets a second, kind of like an exclusive. Yeah, this is this is absolutely exclusive. Play, <laughs> played from beginning Love to that. end. Yes, it is. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Um, are you ready, Vanilla? I'm so ready. Let's hear it. All right. Here goes. Just tell me today and take my hand 
That is just say yes, Brian Kent. Wow, Brian, that is a. uh, I saw flags. I love that. It was very pride appropriate. Pride appropriate. I I love that. that Blasting over the streets. Yeah, (laughs) perfect. Uh, Let's uh, welcome my new guest here, uh, Brian and um, Vanilla. We have Salad. Galvez? Sailor Galavis. Galavis. Is that Italian? (laughs) It's Mexican. It's very good choice, though. Jeez, I'm so on point today. Uh, Welcome. Thank you. What did you think of uh, this song by Brian Kent, Just Say Yes? It's fantastic. I'm so glad that I got in just in time to hear it. Thank you. Yay. Well, let's have a nice round of applause for Don't Say Yes as it's released on the 21st, folks. Mark your calendars. Mark your calendars. All right, Brian, I know you're super busy in other areas. Yeah, I have a few parties coming up. That we um, should all attend. We should, you should all attend. Yeah, so um, I have actually a really exciting thing happening here in San Francisco on the rooftop of the Virgin Hotel called Daytime Disco. I saw that already. I'm and there. yeah, and it's uh, Wayne G's coming in from London, and we're going to be up on the roof from 1 to 6 p.m. doing a kind of afternoon tea dance um classic disco day so i love it yeah i'm super excited about that and then i head to new york and i have um four events over new york world pride i my events are official mm-hmm. official events of world pride new york so that's really exciting um i have um hustle ball and diesel underworld and brute so there's four different events at playstation theater and webster hall and three dollar bill out in brooklyn so when you say you have the, does that mean are you producing it or? i'm producing them yeah wow that's I'm, a lot I'm, of work yeah it's a lot of work do you have a team i do i have um three two partners and, and a team, and we've been working on this for probably nine months. Yeah, wow. it's been it's been literally these? that's busy. Yeah, literally a labor. <laughs> so we're about to birth our child, our children. We're oh having my God. quintuplets. Is wow. that what that is? <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, so we're we're super excited about that. Where and can uh, we go if folks are planning? On going to New York for it, this huge Pride event, uh, where do you get tickets? Yeah, if you go to SolidarityPride.com, you'll see all the events and everything going on there. Um, and then I head to Provincetown for Bear Week, where I'm going to be DJing. Okay, I'm totally jealous already. I know. <laughs> I'm going to be... Take me with you. Can I carry your luggage? I, yeah, right? <laughs> um, I'm going to be DJing the Bear Boat Cruise, which is always amazing. It's a oh. thousand people on this um, sunset cruise. So I like be, that ferry. Uh-huh. Oh, my on the, God. On the giant ferry, so with a huge dance floor on the top. So I'm super excited and honored to be... Um, Are you going to play? Your DJ. Own song. I'm gonna, I am going to play that song. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, we worked hard for that, so I'm, and I'm very proud of it. And, Will you and play Steven. a Tweaker Turner remix? If I have a Tweaker Turner remix. I'm going to hook you up before you <laughs> You better hook it up. <laughs> um, that's amazing. That's yeah. a cool gig. Provincetown. Have you ladies been there? I've never been. I'd dying to go. Oh my Fortunately God. Fortunately yeah. not. What a jet setter though. New York, Provincetown, <laughs> you're all over the place. It's the real deal. It's fun. It's a lot of, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's a lot of, uh, it's, it's a little tiring at times, but I won't complain because I get to do what I love. So yeah, you know, that's, that's stuff. Where did you get your good business sense about you? Yeah, um, you know, I, 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 I guess I would have to say my, my dad, I mean, my dad's super successful in his own way and he has a successful business. So I, I think I got it from him. I, I don't know where else I would have got it. It certainly wasn't no, that school. Makes sense. Uh, the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree yeah I didn't get it from school that's for sure so. <laughs> got that <laughs> well right well, well this fruit flew, fell a little it, it further than, than most you rolled a bit yeah I rolled a bit a bit away <laughs> but I found my way back and I'm, I'm good you sprouted Jiro I did no no you're doing just fine honey <laughs> um, wow I wish I had the flexibility to go to these New York gigs but folks who are going make sure you uh Tell your friends about it, and let's all support our uh, local LGBTQ promoters and producers 
and artists. Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I, I always appreciate you having me on. And uh, Really Queen Radio, which was yeah. here for a while, we took, we're taking a little Tell hiatus. Us about it. Yeah. Well, Really Queen Radio was uh, my radio show that I did here at, at Mutiny Radio um, alongside you. Um, and then we went on our own. But uh, it was ba- it's basically an educational music uh, uh, podcast that has to do with, you know, I was with one of my younger friends and yeah. like an, a Martha Wash. Or, did you do a Martha or, Wash? Or Lind- I, did a, I didn't do a Martha Wash did show. Did they know? Did the but children I, know who I did she a, was? Well, I did a Sylvester show. Oh, okay. And so we had Martha call in. But the, the, it's, the whole thing started because I was out and my friend was like, I was stuck talking about Sylvester and he was like, who's Sylvester? And I was like, really, that's, Queen? Uh, my God, And so sad. that's how the show title that's got named, sad. Really Queen. Yeah. And basically every week we, we will uh, pick an artist that is a gay icon and we educate the uh, the ch- children on who this artist is. So it's been, it's a super fun show. And we've, it's we almost like our, we, as a, we have an, a responsibility, us Absolutely. older queens, to teach the younger queens a thing or two. Because if you don't know who Sylvester is, right. you know, we you're were doing something a bit, wrong. A slice of the pie. Well, especially <laughs> if you live in San Francisco and you don't know who Sylvester is. He has such a rich history here. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, we've done everyone from Barbara Streisand to George Michael and Freddie Mercury. Did Barbara call in? Barbara uh, wasn't able to call in, um, <laughs> but but a drag queen in L.A. that does Barbara called in. Next uh, best thing. Next okay. best thing. So we, we, we were able to secure that. But, yeah, um, but so we'll be back starting in um, in October. We're taking the summer off, obviously, because we just I can't be here. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting that going again because we have a guest every week and it's a lot of fun. But we we do have a website with all of our podcasts, so you can go to reallyqueenradio.com. All right, all right, tell us. Reallyqueenradio.com. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it again. One um. more time. <laughs> well, thank you, Brian. I know you have to run off because you, on top, amongst all of these fabulous things, you also do. I, I also host at The Edge. I do musical Wednesdays at The Edge. Um, I have a theater background, so we've been running for six years now. I can't believe it. So we do musical theaters, uh, musical theater videos and clips and trivia and all that kind of stuff. So I've been doing that forever. So that's every Wednesday at The Edge at 7 o'clock, which is where I got a jam. Fabulous. Uh, well, folks, if you want something to do in the castle, go there at the edge right now. Or, well, in an yeah. hour. Well, no, in like 15 minutes. In 15 minutes, you're going to take <laughs> Uber. Uh, but folks listening to us, don't go anywhere because the show's half over, but we still have to get into uh, um, Salah's and Joel's, um, Vanilla's stories. Plus, we have uh, Half of Dirty Disco uh, by telephone, Houston, in a few minutes. And um. then last but not least, Georgie Borgi, Chicago. But hey, did you know that Sylvester's song, You Make Me Feel Mighty Real, was just recently inducted into I did. Finally, right? Congress for cultural value and yeah, contribution to society. Absolutely, in a sense, he is like on some level a genesis in which all LGBTQ was, you know, well for generationally was birthed. You know, like come forth from. Uh, in my world anyways yeah absolutely so uh, with that being said let's take a short musical break in honor of Sylvester uh, and we'll be right back with more House of Pride Radio folks don't go anywhere Brian thank, thank you. you so much thank that's, you guys so much applause, Brian. thank you very much Pika
yes, feeling funky today. How's the Pride Radio Pride Month? Ah, 50-year anniversary, Stonewall 1969. It happened in June. I always wondered why 69 was such an important number in, in the gay <laughs> culture. Now I know. That's the only reason. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, th- th- I get it now. I get it. <laughs> um, wow, let's. I've got my local luminaries in the room. My God, it's so much lighter. God, I put wear sunglasses. Oh, you are wearing sunglasses. I am wearing sunglasses. <laughs> Tell us, I, I'm learning, I love uh, meeting younger uh, uh, artists, um, and so welcome both of you. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, Seller. Um, awesome, yeah. Well, I'm not sure where to start. I work in theater and film in the Bay Area, and I'm also a jag performer and producer. Uh, you can catch me pretty regularly over at Oasis. Right now we're doing Sex in the City Live, and I'm both in that show and the stage manager and associate producer on that. That's a lot of hats. Yeah, it is. Well, we're a very and small a team. Yes, a few wigs, actually. Um, but yeah, there's only a handful of us who work on those shows. So we all have to wear the hats on what a bigger production might have like 20 people. There's like three of us. Um, but I like it. I like the hustle. So. What's the actual physical role that you play in that production? Well, I play a lot of ancillary characters because I'm also responsible for keeping the show running. So you can see me as guy at movie theater. Um, who else do I play? <laughs> uh, the manager at the sandwich store Ooh. and, um, Oh God, I play one other person. Oh, girl getting made out with at party. So oh, that's great. All, all of those big roles in the show. What do you put into that role to make it convincing? <laughs> a lot of, for that kind of role. you know, it's different every night because the actor who's playing the boy I'm making out with plays it a little bit differently every night. So I really can't prepare. I just go in there and, you know, oh. let the, let the making out session take me <laughs> to wherever it's going to go. It's like how gone, take me out? away. No, we don't. Uh, uh, boo. I was going to say, at least you get it. Yeah, we do nuzzle chins a lot, mm. and there's a lot of butt grabbing. And he do, he usually will lift me up and throw me over his shoulder a little bit at one point Ooh, to uh, really, really sell it. I would do that Rough. to me. Yeah. Maybe later. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's never too late. That's true. <laughs> vanilla. <laughs> we might have to change your name man. to like French vanilla. Yeah. Oh, there oh. we go. Oh, that's sexy. <laughs> so that uh, where can folks when is this production over is it going on right now no yeah we just opened this last weekend and it runs all the way through june and through the first two or three weekends of july so uh you plenty of opportunities every thursday uh friday and saturday at oasis that's super exciting now everyone knows well not everyone knows oasis most people in san francisco do totally. but uh, if you come into san francisco oasis one of the premier uh clubs destinations if you want to experience uh the community uh in san francisco yeah and um, they have all sorts of productions and right now they should go get tickets uh at your for your production yeah it's really fun we do a lot of um queer programming and drag shows uh vanilla and i also regularly perform at the saturday night show mother mm-hmm. um do you have any of those coming up i don't actually right now i do i'm gonna be in the freak show on july 6th with evie oddly but i'm performing with peggy legs my drag mother Oh, fun. oh yeah. okay. That's right. The drag mother phenomenon. Tell mm-hmm. us about what, what that means. Well, I mean, in the drag world, because, you know, as gay people, we're kind of alienated sometimes from our own families. So as a necessity, we kind of gravitate towards other drag queens, especially when you're getting into drag. A lot of times an older queen will take you under her wing. 
Um, and then we all unconditionally or are there no 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 I mean my drag mother is very abusive she keeps me in a basement and, and very feeds old me one cheese <gasps> at a time oh so. yeah oh boy she's, she might actually fly through the door right at any yeah, moment I kind of hope she does <laughs> I haven't seen her in a <laughs> while could. yeah but Sailor has many drag children as well so or piranha yeah I do have a handful of drag children Chill, um, and you're so young though I know well I, I like to help the youths when I can actually most of my children are older than me um, but haven't been doing drag as long I've been eight years now my my makeup skills wouldn't show it but uh eight years but no wow. my my one of my drag children snacks is the current Miss Star Search the um, Heclina's pageant. Yes. Yeah, and I've got Did a Did you know I won that in well. 2003? You won that in 2003? Oh my gosh, that's I awesome. I won in 2017. Oh my God, it's just meant to be that we're year. all here together. That's right. I did not even place the year I competed but so, so vanilla yeah oh wow <laughs> yeah. I birthed a, I birthed a winner though that's almost as good I'm like the stage mom was it messy yeah oh unfortunately <laughs> yes oh, my I don't God. have any drag children I'm barren so. you're barren yep. well you, you know dried up. there's shots for that I think oh well that's okay <laughs> you never I'd rather know. not have the responsibility <laughs> well both of you look fabulous I'm very inspired thank you we're sun we're like sunset colors today yeah just uh, use your imagination it's feeling very tropical yep. yeah. yeah if you stare directly into the sun that's what we look like well while we're staring into the sun now you're wearing regular glasses but you have sunglasses on I uh, walked here yes I love your sunglasses. Take them off. So you're well protected. Uh, Will you guys help me with our next telephone interview? We've got to call Houston, Texas. Sure. Uh, This is, uh, we're going to be talking to half of this amazing production group called Dirty Disco. And they've had all these remix hits. Uh, They also released their own music um, with their own artists uh, on Billboard. And they've had many, many hits in the last few years. I'm going to learn more about it. They also own Hamburger Mary's in Houston and and The Eagle. So if you're ever going to go to Houston, and you want to know wow. these folks. Pierce. You do. They're super nice, super supportive. They're uh, JD. We're going to be talking to JD Arnold. He is uh, not only half of Dirty Discos, he's a legendary DJ in his own right. And he DJs at the Eagle. We're going to learn all about the new stuff that's going on for them in their pride. Houston, Texas, bring a little Southern hospitality. Oh, fabulous. To House of Pride Radio. But why don't we warm things up while we're getting him on the line with their one of their latest remixes. It's such a, we're going for uh, gate anthems this summer. Uh, here on the show today, we're going, trying to play some gay anthems. And we've, I think we've got a, a winner right here. Uh, it's from uh, it's from Dirty Disco. It's a remix uh, from them. The song's called Proud, and it fe- features Heather Small, who was the lead singer from M People. Okay. Remember that group, fabulous group? Uh, no. Yeah. I might be a little yes, too young for that one. Yes, of course we do. They sound fabulous, though. <laughs> Very All right. excited. Well, check it out. I think this is a perfect theme song for the summer of 2019. We'll be right back with J.D. Arnold right here on House of Pride Radio.
All right, all right. That is Proud Dirty Disco featuring Heather Small from M People. And uh, half of Dirty Disco is with us right now on House Proud Radio, the one and only, the legendary DJ himself, J.D. Arnold. Can you hear us? (laughs) Yes, I'm here. Hey, what have you done for me lately to make me feel proud? I have done an awful lot. We did Pride. (laughs) No, we're doing Proud. Yeah, I'm really proud of Proud. Yes, you guys are doing a lot over there in Houston. Tell us. Yeah, but it's also, uh, it's, it's Dirty Disco and Matt Consola. Matt Consola from Wishcraft Record, we put together this project. We got uh, Heather Small to go back in the studio, re-record those iconic vocals, and we're certainly feeling very proud right now. That's a good one. I love that song. That is a perfect, uh, I'm trying to play perfect Pride songs for the summer of 2019, and, I, and that one definitely is makes the mark and her voice is still absolutely amazing absolutely amazing what was the big hit that they had at, with them people what was that song uh, um I, I think we should try and get her to uh, redo some of those old ones don't you yes <laughs> I, for some reason i'm having a brain block on m people had that big hit what was it uh, which one? They have quite a few, you know. The biggest one in the States. I'm trying to think. I was, I think in the States it was, I think I will check. Uh, I didn't know it was going to be this difficult, JD. Never mind. <laughs> oh, moving on up. <laughs> you, t- you did me moving wrong. Moving on up. Moving, and I'm moving on up. Uh, yeah, yeah okay, it's got it. Yeah. We're there. <laughs> Good Lord. It was just bothering me as a DJ. I needed to like sure. get it out of me. So yes, moving on up. It was a great song. Great to see her back on the on the scene. And you guys are like in, in famous for doing that, bringing the divas back and making all the LGBTQ folks happy. Well, thank you. I'm glad uh, uh, <laughs> you realize that. Yes, we are very proud to do that. I think there are so many of those great divas out there that have incredible talent and amazing gay following that uh, we're really privileged to be able to bring some of them back. Yes. Now, um, tell us, tell us. I know we're talking about the music that you and your other half, uh, Mark, um, produced, but tell <laughs> My us. My other half in one sense. Yes, your professional husband, unlike your your. <laughs> The, the other husband who you've divorced. Uh, sorry to hear that, but you posted it all over Facebook. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> Ask you, how's that going? Are you, are you in a happy, happy now, place? Again. <laughs> oh, he's happy. He's happy. <laughs> You're taking it so well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm heartbroken. Can't you tell? <laughs> are you, uh, are you single still or have you like shacked up with somebody already? <laughs> well, I did shack up with somebody, but you know, it's just one of those that, you just can't believe everything he says. <laughs> okay. So, yes, I'm single. <laughs> you heard it right here on House of Pride Radio, ladies and gentlemen. J.D. Arnold, it's single. So... And what's your phone number? <laughs> yes. I'll say that again. <laughs> it's your phone number oh, available? Yeah. Oh, I can give that to you, Vanilla. Oh, let me go around the room, J.D. I'm so rude. Oh, my God. I want to introduce... I, we have live... Guest, we have local luminaries uh, today. We have, uh, please say hello, uh, Vanilla uh, Meringue. Hi, Hello. I'm Vanilla Meringue. Nice How to meet you. you. Nice to meet you, too. And last but certainly not least, uh, Sailor Galaviz. It's a pleasure. Nice to meet you. It's a pleasure to meet you, too, Sailor. Sailor as in Sailor of the Seas. That's me. Seven Seas. All of them, babe. 
<laughs> All right, you so Captain Marbo. <laughs> we're we're going to be flying Sailor out to Houston next week. <laughs> oh, I'd love that. Yeah. <laughs> these these folks are super talented um, uh, performance artists, drag queens, performance artists. Yeah. Can they come perform That's at right. Hamburger Mary's sometime? Uh, you'd have to ask Mark about that. <laughs> All right, I will. That's that right, because uh, that's his side of the thing. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I wanted to ask you, J.D., tell us a little about your, your career as a DJ, because you're, you're well-known in certain parts of the world. Um, I started off in the U.K., then I moved to Holland, and then I came over to the States, basically, and DJed ever since I was 17. So it's been my lifelong career, which is been a long life <laughs> and currently where where are you DJing is that the Eagle my residency is at the Eagle I'm there I do the upstairs Phoenix room with videos on Thursday and Friday and I play the main room downstairs on Saturdays and Sundays for our dangerous disco which is our most popular thing and I love every single night it's fantastic it's a wonderful place to work it's, the people there are so friendly it's fabulous. So come and visit. Yes. Do you guys want to take a trip over to Houston? Yeah, Absolutely. I'd love, love Texas. We'll talk to Mark about getting you gigs yeah. at, at Hamburger great. Mary's. Yeah. <laughs> Hamburger Mary's is doing great. I think you would love performing. Can you walk from Hamburger Mary's to the Eagle? Yes, you can. <gasps> it's just two blocks away. It's like that guy in the castor that Alex owns the, all the clubs. Like they own, like they, <laughs> oh, good. they have a niche in the gay market in Houston. I and, love and, it. And How large is the gay market in Houston? So Great question. Between walking the Eagle and getting over to Hamburger Mary's, lots of detours you can make. Great. Oh, lots of detours. Uh, Sayla has a question for you, JD. Yeah. How big is the gay scene in Houston? I haven't actually been. It is. Um, I think it's pretty huge. Ooh, yeah. uh, it's not quite like it was when I first moved there in the early 80s when it ruled the South, but it's coming back strong. And, you know, with our uh, pride being so big now in Houston, I, it's, it comes back every year more and more. We are about to become the third largest city in the USA, overtaking Chicago. So keep that in mind. That's hard to believe. Wow. Yeah. Is that because you guys opened up a, another venue? It is, because of us. It's just because of us. Yes. They're all coming for Hamburger Mary. It's the ha Hamburger Mary's no, effect. No, they're coming because of the Eagle. Get it right. Oh, the Eagle. Uh, right. And I knew yes. it had to be one or the other. <laughs> that's a, I, who would have, I, bigger than Chicago? That's hard to believe. Chicago has that huge building. <laughs> they're all in that one building. <laughs> they just have one, one tall building. <laughs> A massive downtown, and then we have a massive uptown, and then we have a massive medical center, which is the size of most small cities in America. Move over Atlanta, the new capital of the South is Houston, South. Texas. Well, we overtook Atlanta years and years ago, honey. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And wow, I love your voice, JD. You're so sexy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Are you sitting by your pool? Uh, actually, no, I'm sitting in the office because the dogs are out by the pool and they're really noisy. Uh, I have two Rottweiler puppies who are about 75 and 85 pounds now. I saw pictures on Facebook. Folks, you should check out JD's Facebook page. Um, 
Where do, where do you want people to come to uh, learn more about what you're doing, JD? Um, my Facebook page is probably the best, mm-hmm. or our SoundCloud, Dirty Disco. We have a Dirty D- Disco page on Facebook and uh, uh, my own personal, and Mark has his own personal as well, of course. You, you, Mark mm-hmm. really wishes he would have been with us tonight, but, uh, you know, he's always so damn busy. <laughs> you know, he's got businesses to run and things. I think on our last interview, you told me that Mark does the business side and you are the guy who is uh, more of the creative side. Would that be accurate? <laughs> well, we both do. No, we both do the artistic side, but he does the business side. I'm the lazy one of the two. He's the brilliant one. Let's, uh, let's talk. Mm-hmm. Power. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I have another song here that you guys sent me. Um, let's talk about th- these guys are working with some of the top artists of the day. Di- the day today currently and tell us about your um remix uh what you put into it for the new taylor swift uh release well i I just thought you know i watched her perform on was it the billboard awards yes she opened the billboard awards and i I kept thinking oh my god this is screaming for a club mix and so we got to work straight away and i think we turned it around into a really Accessible gay club, massive number one hit, don't you? We're about to find out. What I aimed at, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we aimed at. I think, is it on the chart now, on the dance chart? Do you know? I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) I've been in England. I'm a little behind. Oh, that's right. You just got back. Um, well, yeah. uh, well, we won't keep you uh, any longer. We want to say thank you for joining us again. Please uh, come visit often here uh, via your telephone. Uh, folks, we're going to uh, play right now the uh, Taylor Swift song. It's called Me. Is that correct? That is correct. And thank you so much for having me back on. You are very welcome. Can we get a nice round of applause for J.D. Arnold? All right, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, if you thought the show was over, it's not. We're still going to talk to our local luminaries. And to top it off, we have Georgie Porgy from Chicago coming up. All this and more. Right now, Taylor Swift, me.
That is Taylor Swift's uh, new one called Me. It's been remixed by the fabulous Dirty Disco, Houston, Texas. Thank you guys for sending it over. House of Pride Radio, we got to keep rolling, ladies. Uh, what were we just talking about? Oh, how drag has changed over the years. <laughs> yeah. It certainly has. Um, do you think about that kind of thing when you are getting ready for performance? or? Well, sure. I mean, I certainly do. I uh, There's all kinds of different types of drag queens in San Francisco um, and they kind of change from neighborhood to neighborhood and venue to venue sometimes but um, it, it depends I, I feel like my character kind of goes half and half I'm kind of uh, generally you know like a classic drag queen but then I also veer into kind of the weirder side of drag like San Francisco likes to do um, and I do shows like Sailor's Media Meltdown that just started yeah. um, and dress up like Nicolas Cage. But then the next day I'm, at, you know, the A's game in a sequin dress and a big wig. So it. it and you were looking gorgeous. It's fun. Thank both you. Both times. Thank you. Yeah. So it's, it's fun. I, I like a dichotomy, uh, but, you know, but then RuPaul's Drag Race is certainly up to the bar as far as what people expect to see. That's how I felt queens. too, because suddenly yep. it was like perfect like image of uh, somebody's aesthetic of what a drag queen should look like. Right, right. Which well, was never my look. I right. was like, I, was, well, I mean, which I love. It's interesting seeing newer queens rise up though who started in reaction to the show and seeing them trying to be what they're seeing on TV right out the gate and not necessarily, a lot of them don't necessarily have their own drag identity formed <laughs> yet. They just are trying to emulate what they've seen. Um, but then again, you've also got a lot of people who are rising to that challenge and being super creative and fierce with it. So Yeah, so they, they're on their way. But what about the ones who haven't really developed their persona yet? Like, what happens? I mean, I think they keep going. I'm not going to name names or anything. It was not <laughs> no, no, I don't want to, but that. that's interesting. No, but, um, Do they find their footing eventually? Well, it's interesting <laughs> because it's a new, it's kind of a new phenomenon, right? Yeah. Like it's only really started recently. And I, there's a handful of people that I can think of that are performing fairly regularly in the city, but I don't really know who they are. And I do think like if you talk to them, they cannot go two minutes without referencing Drag Race mm -hmm. in relationship to their own so drag. So they are a product of Drag Race. I do think that with time, everybody's going to find who they are and why they're doing why drag. You don't you keep on stage? You right, don't right. keep doing it if you don't have a reason beyond like potentially getting famous because nobody's actually making any money doing this. Right. That's right, folks out there. <laughs> well, if you're in it to to be on RuPaul's Drag Race or reference RuPaul's Drag Race, you're you're in it for the wrong reasons. Well, so. you're not going to succeed on Drag Race. The people no. who do well on that show, if that's what you want, are the more original voices. I think um, who just won Evie Oddly mm -hmm. proved that um, amongst like many other queens. Like it's the the ones who, when you first see them on the show, don't necessarily seem like the belong that usually do the best on it. Right. Well, they, you think about all the people who have won, who are notable, um, and, and even people who haven't won the show who are notable, like, you know, Jinx Monsoon and Sharon Needles oh, yeah. and Trixie Mattel and all those people kind of have their own identity and forge their own way. And all of the pretty, you know, snappy queens kind of fell by the wayside but those queens are memorable because they're different um and i feel like san francisco has a lot of those different queens yeah 
I know. I feel like I'm sitting over here being so shady. There's so many people that I love and respect in the community. It's just, um, you know, it's interesting seeing, as we were talking about, the way things have changed even during the time that I've been here doing drag, which has not been as long as, as you, Tweeka. Um, Yeah, but I don't really do drag that much anymore. Right. I'm, I'm basically... Although I am this Sunday at Mother Chuck's show. Which oh, is, nice. It's been a while, though. Like, um, when I was in my 20s and 30s, yeah, it was like twice a week. But um, um, I was always like a blood and guts drag queen. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of more of a, like, comedic performance artist, I guess. Well, that's uh, very San Francisco. Yes. That's, yeah. what, that's what I love, personally. Like, tra- I, was I, tranny, I find that much more interesting. Child, right. Yeah. Remember Which, Tranny Shack? Oh, of course. Tranny yes, Shack? absolutely. And I feel like that's really where Vanilla and I got our main inspiration when we started doing drag is from the queens who came out of Tranny Shack and got right. our start. We got our start there at least as well to a degree. Um, but now the post Tranny Shack, now RuPaul Drag Race world. It. Like, yeah. it's, um, it's interesting to see like how drag in the city is changing. And now as things become like more widespread, as people are talking about drag more online and whatever, um, you can start to say like, oh, that's what San Francisco drag is more versus New York drag versus LA drag versus Chicago or what have you. Um, and I do think that tranny shack mentality is such a definitive um, aspect of what defines San Francisco. Yeah, I agree. It does still very, it has a very big influence on the city still, I think, because there's still so much art in the drag in San Francisco, which I don't see other places. Oh, that's cool. That's great to know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah still, folks, San Francisco is the place. It's yeah, a great you're place much, to like hatch You're your much age. more likely to see someone die in a San Francisco number than you are in like a, I in, in a Southern pageant. I know? beheaded myself so, once in a performance great. where I am telling you I'm not going with a, <laughs> one of those, you know, French, what do they call the gala? You know, oh, a guillotine. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And then pick up my head somehow. I don't even remember how I did that. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Oh, yeah. yeah, but we're also a very comedy-focused city. I feel like, and not very true. there's a lot of comedy in other places. I'm not saying that that's not true. New York is known for it as well. Seattle, yeah. but I feel like we have kind of a weirder sense of humor. Um, that's a West Coast twist. Yeah, kind of, it's a yeah. definitely a little bit more niche um, in terms of like what we find funny and what we're laughing about and mm-hmm. how it manifests in our drag. Because we're not just up telling jokes, but our numbers are oftentimes centered around some kind of goof, like you doing a show tune while beheading yourself. Like there is an inherent joke in that, that you don't necessarily see in a lot of other places. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or the theme like Titanic is a good one to play with. <laughs> you know, totally. <laughs> uh, what do you guys, uh, can you tell us about your upcoming numbers next time you're on stage? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm doing Napa Pride this weekend, and I am uh, doing a number which I've done twice before, but which I paint my face in the course of the song, so that's kind of a little bit challenging. You look flawless Give me, me a little anxiety. Thank you. Yeah, but that's, uh, it's a challenge to go from just no makeup to full drag, and like, I, I do it to a Celine Dion song, so it's, oh. it's seven minutes. Theme of like ten? It's, it's, no, <laughs> uh, all coming back to me now. Oh, God. So, but it still gives me anxiety every time I do it (laughs) um your influences for face my influences for face are more old Hollywood movie stars so Mae West Marlena Dietrich um Lana Turner those kind of people mixed with um I, I would say old school drag. So I was very inspired by, you know, Peaches Christ, which was one of the, yes. the, the first experiences of, of live drag that I had. 
Um, so, and I was stunned by her makeup, and so I still continue to. Another to force kind of emulate of San Francisco still going very strong. much. Yeah, shout out to you, yep. Peaches. Love her. And then she's borrowed from my makeup as well, so we we borrow off of each other. I think a little bit. Well, and you've done her makeup before. Yeah, many times. But she's also told me that she had looked at pictures of my eye makeup and did like the little white triangle oh, I love under that the eye and like yeah. So look, yeah. So yeah, we uh, we we because you try to figure each out other. each time you put makeup like how should that white go exactly. So. Well, and, and that's <laughs> one of the nice things about dragons you can do your makeup differently every time so yeah sometimes that where did you learn open. how to do makeup um i am just a naturally artistic person i studied photography and portrait photography and then fell into makeup so i work for cryolon professional makeup and um, an educator and teach drag classes all over the place so oh i did not know that. yeah i just got finished doing uh, drag classes all over the midwest for cryolon so they sent me out to minneapolis and indianapolis and um uh, Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky. So, oh, yes. Kentucky, you're going to Kentucky? Maybe. Well, I just got back. Oh, yeah, thankfully, I, say maybe thankfully I, got, I escaped. <laughs> escaped from Kentucky. <laughs> um, where is your? So, is that your main day gig? My, that's my main day job. Is yeah. I just taught a makeup class today, Instagram. So that's I. Yeah, I'm a makeup educator. I love that. I just, that is a great. Yeah, that is a great job. Yeah, that's fun. Job, you should have one you enjoy. It's fun, and I get a heavy discount on eyelashes. <laughs> Right, because they're so expensive. You probably have you probably have mink ones. <laughs> when you're doing drag as often as she is, I'm sure. You need, well, yeah. I know. I never use. Quickly. I've never used eyelashes more. You've than never once. used eyelashes, really? No, more than once. Oh, more like, than once. Yeah, okay. Because they well, end up being like all yeah nasty. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I try and use them as much as I possibly can until they die. Oh, you're good. You're yeah. good. I half half the time I lose one at some point because <laughs> after a performance, like, don't you just rip things? Off? I do. I just rip it off and like. Sometimes it depends on how drunk I get during the show. (laughs) Oh, God. Well, I take care of... I always put them back in their case and kiss them goodnight and... That's the right way. That's why she's a professional. And I tap dance and then they... But I walk through my door, I'm like, just like ripping off the contact. Well, that's, I mean, certain things, like the dresses go right on the floor. Uh, And I have like, that's called my drag piles. My husband calls it. It's on the side of my bed. And I just throw everything off onto the drag pile. I I take my wig (laughs) off, turn it upside down, and throw everything in there. There you go. There you go. It's my wig purse. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Sailor? Um, In in terms of makeup? Yeah, your influences. I would say that a lot of mine is more 70s and 80s rock stars Mm. more than queens. Um, Definitely David Bowie, Klaus Nomi, um, Divine. I feel like were the ones that I was looking at the most when I first started in terms of how they painted their face. And then it just kind of sculpted into a piranha eventually. Mm. That definitely comes through. Yeah, yeah influence is definitely <laughs> Yeah, <through>. I know. <laughs> uh, what, besides the um, stage production, what's your next drag performance? Well, I'm going to take this opportunity. Vanilla mentioned it a minute ago, but my partner, Franzia Kafka, and I are starting a new party that we want to be a monthly. So we just did our first one this last week called Media Meltdown. And the theme was Nick Cage versus Jeff Goldblum, a drag show. And we had uh, six performers all together come out and dress as those two uh, preposterous actors and do, um, you know, I did a tribute to Nicolas Cage's new movie, Mandy, to Mandy by Barry Manilow. Mm-hmm. Um, Which was genius. Uh, There's I, a movie out yeah. about Barry Manilow? No, it has nothing to do with Barry Manilow. <laughs> I was just using that song. Um, it's a very actually kind of gory exploitation movie. So the, um, the juxtaposition in the song was 
was for a fact. Uh, Vanilla was one of the stars of that evening for sure. She turned out a killer Nick Cage look. Um, but yeah, we want to start doing that party as a monthly. So right now we're, we're now that we have one underfoot and it yeah. was very successful. I'm very oh, proud of how it went. Thank you. Um, we want to start trying to do that starting in July as a regular show mm-hmm. maybe at the makeout room. We're still in talks with them. Um, but yeah, the next one's going to be WrestleMania themed and we're going to get each performer to create their own like wrestler persona and, uh, have all the performances inside of a wrestling ring and, uh, it's going to be fun. Well, I have to say thank you because I, I feel like there's so many times when you get emails for bookings, um, and it's just constantly like Madonna versus Taylor Swift versus Lady Gaga versus Stevie Nicks versus You're never going to see that at our show. It's so refreshing and to see you know, different kinds of themes that kind of challenge you as an artist because when I I said yes immediately because I was like, Nicolas Cage versus Jeff Goldblum, yes, (laughs) sign me up. I want to be there. Um, But it it was kind of challenging. But you should have seen the turnout for it and you should have seen how enthusiastic that audience was. Oh my God, they were having such a blast. Because like I said, we get so many of those versus versus Janet Jackson, whatever, whatever. And this is is completely different. Yeah, With the the dimensions of what a drag can be with, yeah you know. i mean our goals for it are that we don't do themes that you're going to see at other drag shows okay. ever as long as we can avoid it if either one of us has heard of it being done before we're not touching it and we want to play on things that are going to challenge the performers but really tap into a sense of like nostalgic fun for the audience of like that is somebody that I love or something that I love that I never would have expected being uh, paid homage to in a drag setting. So I want to go after that. So, and we're adding in other things, you know, I also DJ for the party and uh, do video art visuals and my partner Franzia does immersive decor. So we had for this first one, it was fairly minimalist, but we had a Nick Cage and Jeff Goldblum inspired photo booth and he does balloon art as well that he had set up all over the place. Um, but for we also want to do one coming up that's Dr. Seuss themed. I'm giving away all of our ideas, but I'm um, trying to get people excited. But uh, we want to turn the entire venue into like a Dr. Seuss kind of hellscape. So where does one find budget for such an undertaking? I mean, as of right now, we're paying for it all out of pocket. I will say, luckily, with the first one, we not only made our money back, we made a little extra and we're able oh, to pay the performers more is, than we intended. That's huge. So, Often that's not the case. Yeah. First time. Yeah, that's great. You guys on the ball. Yeah, yep. thank you. So I'm hoping that we can just keep building it from here. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I'm also opening for the Space Lady at Oasis in early July. And uh, going to be doing Janelle Monet Night at Mother. You can also see me this Sunday at Oasis. I'm working with Junk Drag Broadway on their Tony's viewing party. Fabulous. <laughs> Full throttle boogie, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, can you guys hang out with me while we are call Chicago? Absolutely. Totally. Uh, we're going to be talking now to Georgie Porgy. Uh, we're running a little late. I hope he's still there. Uh, Voted top 20 all-time dance performers on Billboard magazine. Wow. He's had a ton of hits on his own uh, as a singer. He's a great singer. But he also produces uh, 